welcome to another episode of Horror Haven Podcast. Tonight we have a very special guest, if you remember from when we first started, our friend Rich. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, I'm Sierra. I'm Dylan. I'm Erica. And tonight we are going to be covering like horror comedies or dark comedies. Uh, we're going to cover the movie American Psycho, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, and The Voices. Enjoy. Whoop. Whoop, whoop. Do you know what Ed Gein said about women? What did Ed say? He said, when I see a pretty girl walking down the street, I think two things. One part of me wants to take her out, talk to her, be real nice and sweet and treat her right. And what the other part of him think? <laughs> what her head would look like on a stick. I like to dissect girls. Did you know I'm utterly insane? Really impressive. <laughs> Another martini, Paul. I know my uh, behavior can be erratic sometimes. The stupid bitch What are you so fucking zany about? <laughs> I'm just a happy camper. Rocking and rolling. <laughs> If we don't shut your fucking mouth, I will kill you. No, I'm in touch with you, man. Hey, Paul! American Psycho. It was released on April 14th in the year 2000. It's directed by Mary Heron. Uh, the book was written by Brett Easton Ellis and it was the screenplay was done by Mary Heron. If I could talk, that'd be great. It stars Christian Bale, which like we all know as Batman. I think most people recognize him as Batman. But um, Patrick Bateman was way cooler. Uh, it follows a guy who's pretty much like psychotic is what it seems. He's crazy, and he thinks he's killing people, but we're not sure if he is or not. Yeah, jump right into the fucking ending of the movie, Sierra. <laughs> I just got... I just, Spoiler alerts right off the bat. No, I think that goes, like, right through it. That's that's the entire thing. He this movie is about, movie here's the ending. That's what you just did. <laughs> yeah, so... We tell the ending anyway. They should know. Watch the movie before you listen. We're just changing the name to fucking Spoiler, spoiler Alert. Spoiler Haven. Spoiler Haven, there you go. Apparently, before this movie was made, they had, like, 14 really huge A-list actors that were supposed to play Patrick Bateman, and it all fell through. And somehow they ended with Christian Bale. They had, like, who? They had, like, Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, Johnny Depp. Yeah. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio actually was, like, the head person to play uh, Patrick Bateman, and... There was this feminist writer or something. She, um, she like, begged him not to do it because all of his fans were young girls. So, like, oh, this will ruin your career. Um, what's... I'm fucking drawing a blank. blank. Christian Bale actually begged Leonardo DiCaprio to drop out because of how badly he wanted to play the role. And everybody warned him. They're like, oh, this is going to be basically career suicide. Like, if you take this role, your career's done. And the opposite happened. He actually... Uh, Got a yeah, lot of recognition yeah. for for the role. I really can't see DiCaprio 
as no. 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 that character at all. I think I could see old DiCaprio, but not young DiCaprio, and that would have been young DiCaprio, so that would have been weird. Yeah. And it was it was interesting though because like we I was looking at the list of all the people uh that were like in this hawks of playing the character as we were watching the movie. So it was fun to like watch the movie and try and try like and picture, picture each person. Yeah, like Edward Norton was one of them and I'm just kind of like I can't. I can see that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I could, I could rock with Edward Norton. I think the funniest thing Dylan told me when he was doing research on the movie, he was like, Christian Bale based the character of Patrick Bateman like the way he portrayed him on an interview that Tom Cruise did. <laughs> so yeah. he based him on Tom Cruise. No, he said that watching the interview with Tom Cruise, he saw like a friendliness, but with nothing behind Tom Cruise's eyes. So he's like, that's, that's so accurate. That's like and, the perfect... and Tom Cruise's center tooth. <laughs> who knew? Who knew that? Um. Christian Bale is not American. I thought he was American. He's not. He's Welsh. What? I didn't know that. What? Mind blown. That's what I said. I've never heard him do anything other than an American accent, but I've never watched an interview, so Dylan was supposed to pull up an interview for me, and he never did. I'm trying to picture him with an accent. Google I just it. Don't see look it. it up. I don't nah, know. We'll look it up later. <laughs> I'm just curious. Uh, this movie, I, got- I think, is a riot. I think it's so funny. Yeah, it was really satisfying to see Christian Bale killed jared leto with a with an axe well dancing that was Lewis in the news. <laughs> yeah i just i remember the first time i watched this and it was with sierra actually and we were we were in like what 10th i don't remember grade. it was a long time I, ago. I was in 11th i think but um no i remember watching it and i didn't know what to go in expecting i just had always heard of this movie american psycho but i don't think i ever watched I a think, trailer for it or yeah anything. i think initially the cover we were like, is oh, like, oh it's gonna be a horror movie it's gonna be like a bloody slasher the cover is like christian bale with a butcher knife or something and we're just like yeah fuck yeah this is gonna be good and it came on and it's the beginning where he's like talking about all his face products and shit and i'm like what exactly is happening <laughs> i'm gonna give it to him he has a great skincare routine and i would take lessons ladies <laughs> His whitey tidy yoga is pretty. No, oh, go oh, ahead and bring it up, Shira. Yeah, I like that. Um, he was watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre yep, on there the we TV. Go. I was like, I saw. It, I was like, look, it's Texas. I said it. I said it before I even saw it on the screen. Like I heard, um, I heard her screaming, and I was like, that's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but I was really excited about that. A little too excited. It was interesting. Um, I guess we can jump to the ending because that was the really most fun yeah. Part. Um, so at the end, they, they did it for the, the novel, Brett Easton Ellis did, but they wanted to have it open-ended. Mary Heron had said that for the ending of the film, it wasn't really as open-ended as she wanted it to be. The way the film made it out was that he made everything up in his head, but it was supposed to be that you don't know if he made everything up in his head or if it really happened. I don't think it um, was. I don't, I think, I don't it was, think it was open-ended. Because like, I was very confused after watching it, like... Are they covering it up? Did he kill them? Did he not kill them? Like, what's the deal? Does That's nobody... I, yeah. Maybe he's just so dull and boring that just nobody realizes that he is actually Patrick Bateman. Maybe he is this other guy, Davis. Like, well, that I was, know. Well, that was the thing, was the lawyer, when he runs into him... He, he is Patrick Bateman, but all throughout the movie, he's mistaken for other people mm-hmm. because everybody looks the same. And you had made a comment, too, how him and Jared Leto had the same glasses, the same Which is, hair. I think, why there was such a big... Com- Competitiveness between all of the, the the people who worked on Wall Street was that they were all carbon copies of each other. Like mm-hmm. well, there was, was three the people was with those exact said, same pair of glasses. The lawyer said, "Oh, it could, you couldn't have killed Paul Allen because I just had dinner with him in London." But that could have been somebody else that the lawyer it just could have was been mistaken. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, exactly. he didn't even recognize Patrick Bateman, and that was his lawyer. So 
it, it was it, it was open ended. I think mm-hmm. the movie did a better job than what people made it out to be. But I do know that like this was my first time watching it since the first time I watched it. And after watching it the first time in my head, instantly I was like, oh, he made the whole thing up. And since then I've been like, yeah, the whole thing was made up. And going back and watching it now, I'm like, I could see both sides to it. My favorite scene is when the um, the one guy thinks that he's coming on to him and he's like, oh, I've been waiting for this forever. And he's just like, he's like, he's like, gets really, he starts like washing his gloves and he's like really freaked out. And he's like, where are you going? He's like, I've got to go return some videos. It's <laughs> just like, why is that? I was like, that's the best thing ever. Like, he was so uncomfortable. He- well, he said it to, um, to Reese Witherspoon's character when he was breaking up with her, too. Mm-hmm. She was like, where are you going? And he's like, I need to go return some videos. Yeah, that was his go-to <laughs> every time. I gotta say this. I'm gonna start using it on the kids. I'm watching this movie. And uh, this was my first time watching this movie. This I watched it literally. Time? Yeah. That's exciting. Rich is a rich. And... Before I, I I watched it a week before I even knew we were gonna cover it on the episode because I saw the uh, the scene with like them looking at each other's like cards. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I saw it covered online where instead of they had like you know their their business cards was they were the Pokemon, Pokemon cards. cards that, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. I shared it on yeah. Facebook and I was showing Erica last night. Like, yeah, it's, it's yeah, like oh it's, it's like it's you like that it's bone and it was like a Cubone card. <laughs> Yeah. This has produced some really top-notch memes. Yeah, one of my favorite is like uh, they did like a whole series of memes with the um, with like different horror movies, and it was like uh, things only girls would know. And it was like when he nails you on the couch, and it's a picture of Patrick with, with the, the fucking nail gun, nail gun behind yeah. the chick's head. I think that the gifts from the sis are funny too. Like they just have like the repetitive gifts of him doing that little dance when he's yeah. Doing that's things. actually that's um, like my favorite fucking thing in the world. Brett Easton Ellis had said that the only thing that he did like about the movie was Patrick Bateman's dance when he puts on Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> like, he's I like, love that's my that. only complaint. I, I think it's so funny. I, I, I love when uh, the two girls are making out and he's just sitting there and it's like silent and he's, he's like, about Whitney Houston? Yeah, he's like, Whitney Houston's first album <laughs> produced four greatest hits. <laughs> he's so matter of fact the way he talks too. It's just like, I, I love how he had everything necessary for murders, though, stashed out in his house, but his house was, like, pristine. Yeah. And he was, like, really anal about it. When that exactly. girl tried to put the spoon down on the table, he was like, it goes in the carton! Yeah. Like, they did not miss a, a second. He was like, no, that's not how it he's, he's OCD, which I imagine most serial killers probably are, because you have to be careful to not get caught. Yeah. I could see that. It was, a cool, it was cool, too, because, um... Like when he gets the the ice cream out of the fridge, there's the head in the freezer. Yeah, and then it like because we watched this right after watching the the voices where you know there was the head in the fridge and it, it was it was funny like that. I, I like when I like when I pick st- like when we do um, not series but like when we do like movies with similar like mm-hmm. themes or similar ideas and you kind of see like repeat ideas yeah because it's always interesting to me to see how like different era- uh different characters or different directors portray something similarly so like seeing the head scene in in american psycho versus the head scene in the voices like obviously they're the same thing but they're they're obviously done very different so it's yeah. always cool to kind of see that and it's i, I like another thing too together. um when he calls his lawyer and he has the whole confession scene. That's a great scene, too. Yeah. It's like um, the mental breakdown there. The things that he lists off in that scene, most of it, it didn't show in the movie. 
but it's all things that happened in the book. So when he's like, oh, I killed my ex-girlfriend, Bethany, with a nail gun, like, that yeah. was actually in the book, him doing it, and um, the guy, a gay guy with his dog, like, yeah. all that stuff. It was, it was actually stuff from the book. Um, I saw a lot of, like, controversial stuff, because I haven't read the book. I, I do want to check it out, but, like, apparently the book is really fucked up. Um, they said that if they followed it exact it from the book, it would be an X rating, like, automatically. Um, one thing that I saw a lot of people talking about was, I guess in the book, he kills, like, a five-year-old kid. Like, really fucked up stuff, so. Yeah. Um, I think that this movie definitely um, came close to crossing some lines where people wouldn't have been cool with it. I mean, he did, he beat up two prostitutes, and... Yeah, it, he he he's not a great guy, but it is it's more. I think it leans more towards like comedic than horror. Uh, um, but there is one scene that I do want to talk about that I think would, if it was not in this film, it would have been a really great scene for a horror movie, like strictly horror. Was the um, when the one prostitute. Um, escapes from the apartment and he's chasing her with the chainsaw and she's running down the stairs and mm-hmm. she's like screaming. I think that actually was like a really great scene. I mean, besides him running in his white sneakers completely naked covered in blood. <laughs> but I like that he had time to lace those lace fucking up, sneakers those up. Those fucking <laughs> shoes, dude. But like, um, that scene itself, like her running and like going through the apartment and finding all the bodies throughout the rooms and, and like that was like so well filmed and it was so, like that, that scene would have been so scary in another movie. <laughs> I, I think that it's cool. I don't too think that Patrick Bateman was scary. Like I, it's it's interesting though because this movie has like so many comedic aspects to it, but, but there are some dark. parts where it's very fucking like hard to watch. Yeah, it's very very dark. I think of the three, I think that this one was probably the most meant to be funny. Uh, the, I think the voices was probably most meant to be funny, but this one is very quirky and like um, it's very strange. It's a very strange genre of movie, and but I think it's also the most truly. scary like slasher like it, it's the only one that could also be um i think described as like a, a real horror film because well yeah i think slasher, if you pulled all the comedy out of it it was still a solid movie exactly mm-hmm. and that's the thing is that it, it gets labeled as a thriller or a comedy but it really truly is a slasher that's what this movie is mm-hmm. i agree with that i'm curious to hear rich's ratings on all these movies because we rich we discussed it last night a little bit but we were like I was like, what's your guys' favorite movie of the three that we covered? And Sierra picked The Voices, I picked Behind the Mask, and Erica picked American Psycho, so I'm kind of curious to see where you fall on all of it. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. You guys want to rate this movie? We can jump in. Rich, you have anything else? Uh, Not really. Everything was pretty much covered. I mean, I did, it, I did really enjoy the movie. It was kind of like, you know, all over the place. It kind of like would catch you off guard with what was actually going on and the whole twist ending being like, you know left open the uh, did you, you guess that twist ending because you motherfucker you guess every twist ending to every movie ever <laughs> i i kind of did like a quarter <laughs> of the way through i'm like i don't think this shit's actually going on but uh it, it just seemed to like you know everything was too perfect like he yeah. he the murders were so slop like sloppy and messy and yeah this. yeah and you know him being able to get away with it was just kind of a stretch if he was actually going through with this so i did that was another thing like an aspect of the movie that they had brought up was um if if for example it turned out that everything did actually happen because the whole thing is supposed to be like a satire on like american business like really higher up yeah but the fact that they can basically get away with anything and that like nobody really cared about these lower class people that were getting killed because like 
the bodies get cleaned up out of Paul Allen's apartment, and they're kind of just like, okay, whatever, we're just going to sell this place again. Like, basically mm-hmm. saying, like, oh, these people that died aren't really important. They're disposable. Yeah. But I, I do see where you, what you mean, too, because, like, I think the most, like, the best example of that is when he's shooting out with the cops, and he, like, perfect, perfectly shoots the gas tank on both cars, and they just blow up. Yeah, but he looks blown <laughs> yeah. away by it, too. Like, he looks at the gun, and he looks up, and he's like, okay, and he just keeps going, you know? So I think... I think that was, like, subconsciously he was realizing that it wasn't actually happening. Ready for ratings. All right, what you got, Rich? Uh, this one I'm going to have to do a six and a half. I'm going to give this an 8.3. Jeez. Sierra. Um, I'm going to land right even at an 8. I think I'm going to do 8.2. It's not my favorite that we covered, but it is a movie that I, I'm it's always... It's such a good yeah. movie. Like, it really is. Like, it, it it messes with your mind. It's got a little comedy. It's got slasher to it. It makes you think. Like, it's just very well-rounded, and it's well put together. Yeah, it's very solid. So that gives it an average of a 7.8. And? That's fair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> You have no idea how much cardio I have to do. It's ridiculous. Why so much? There's that whole thing of making it look like you're walking. Everybody else is running their asses off. That boy, he's going to be the best yet. Everybody thinks we just wake up one morning and start obsessing about a girl and start stalking her, killing everybody that gets in the way. That does seem to happen a lot with you guys. There's always been hacks out there. One hit wonders. Just cheapens it. That's great, honey. Welcome to my allegedly ancestral home. There are 11 exits from the first floor. Another eight or nine that might be manageable from the second. You want to eliminate as many as you can from being practical. So the next film that we are going to be talking about is Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. It was released in 2006. Um, It stars Nathan Basil as Leslie Vernon, Angela Gothels as Taylor, Robert England as Doc Holloran, and Scott Wilson as Eugene. Uh, This movie is probably the most genius movie I've ever watched in my life. Uh, I was just... What? Uh, yeah. yeah, right? I was just about to say the same thing, yeah. It's the, the, the idea behind it is very smart. It follows a girl named Taylor and um, two of her schoolmates. They're in college, and they are making a documentary on Leslie Vernon, who's a serial killer, and he's basically showing them how how they he goes about picking his victims, how he goes about killing them, um, and why he does it, and uh, it's it's basically treats it like a normal job, and you kind of it makes you like the killer, like you want to <laughs> be friends with him. You're like, oh, he's a nice guy. Like I don't know why you hate him. You know, uh, it's a really cool movie, uh, super interesting, and uh, the end is like I loved the genius. ending. The end is so genius because what happens is is this whole time they're filming this documentary and they're not supposed to be involved, and then at the end they realize that he was tricking them and they're actually part of the whole thing and and they're the ones that need to be killed at the end and it was like a really cool very smart reveal uh and and i don't know i i don't think i could have ever come come up with this concept it's so smart 
It was a really genius movie. Mm-hmm. And it had the sister from Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely very well thought out. And I, I feel like when it was in the beginning, when there were, it, it was kind of like a mockumentary kind of like a yeah. feel to mm-hmm. it. Because they definitely didn't believe that this guy was actually like a killer. And he, it, it was more than just planning out like... A, a mass murder he was like making it do like planning it to make it like as much of a horror movie like cliche as he possibly could and that was one of my favorite things about this movie is it paid you know so much respect to the older movies with like you know bringing up jason and freddie and exactly. uh, uh you know chucky and having you know robert england being uh what the hell did they call him Doc um, the ahab the Ahab, yeah. Ahab, yeah, it was just, it, it It was so genius, and like, you know, obviously we're all big fans of horror movies, and this one kept on throwing in, like, all these little tiny things. Did anybody notice that the old lady who was the librarian was, like, the chick from the original Poltergeist yeah. movie? Yeah, this was actually her last film. There was a lot of small stuff, like, um, the Red Rabbit pub at the beginning that... You, you see in the background when... What's her name? Taylor. Is it Taylor? Taylor's mm-hmm. the girl who makes the documentary. Yeah. When Taylor's like doing the the intro, um, when she's standing outside the Red Rabbit pub, which was from the matchbook from Halloween, um, when it shows Elm Street, when they're talking about Freddy in the beginning, you see Kane Hodder, who played Jason in four of the Jason films. He walks house. into the actual house from the movie. Um, There's a girl playing jump rope. The, the three two girls playing three. jump rope. Yeah. When when you know what? I thought, I thought that was him. Yeah, and then they had, um, yep. when they were filming the, the high school kids outside, when he's like, oh, these are the, like, this person is easy to catch types, and stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, it, you see three girls playing jump rope, and that's supposed to be, like, um... Freddie. Yeah, and it's revealed that Leslie Vernon's real name is Leslie Mancus- Mancusco? Mancuso? Mm-hmm. That's the name of the producer of the Friday the 13th movies. Um, I think the thing that's really interesting about this movie is that it creates a universe in which the movie killers, Freddy, Mike Myers, and Jason are are real-life killers. They're real-life serial killers, and they're this guy's idol. Uh, I think that's a really cool um, way that they went about that, too, because... Um, they like talk. They talk about these killers like they're pals. Like, oh yeah, Mike does such a great job. I like yeah. really look up to the way that he takes care of these kids, and he makes it seem like he's this crazy phantom, and he just keeps coming back. We love Mike's work. He's great, and it's just like really <laughs> funny how they go about it. Uh, it's it's a really quirky, definitely a, a weird movie, but so good. It's such an interesting concept. Like just in general, like it's just. Well, what's cool about it is if you watch the movie, you're basically seeing like a behind the scenes of any horror movie yeah like it opens up with like okay well here's the uh the call like the kids and they're all outside the high school but if you're watching like a, a slasher movie like you would just you'd be see- seeing those kids at the high school or you'd be seeing it from their view like you'd yeah. be seeing their side of it and then like um when the girl is outside and he like moves the brick from the door so the door slams shut and like, he's like that's, that's the first like, scare yeah. this is how it starts you yeah know? And exactly you know, and- and you immediately go to the first horror movie you can think of, and you're like, oh, yeah, that does happen. Yeah. yeah. And you have that, like, when he's going through the house uh, more towards the end of the movie, and he's breaking down, like, how everything is going to happen and everything's planned out. Like, it's such a well-thought-out movie. And it's something that it is definitely, like, it's probably the most unique. It's genius. Yeah. It is. It really is. After watching this movie, I was just so surprised that it doesn't have more of a following behind it. When you told me Behind the Mask... 
I was like, huh, I've never heard of this movie before. Yeah, it really big. Yeah, totally blew me away. I was like, holy shit, I haven't seen a good movie like this in a long time. It was, and it, it's cool, too, how it does start out as, like, the mockumentary, and then at the end of it, like, they put the cameras down, and that, it's a slasher movie now. Yeah. And you get, like, yeah. a slasher. They're like, holy shit, this is real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's cool that they have, like, the breakdown, like, when, um, when Leslie Vernon's like, oh, you know the female body's importance for symbolism for slashers and he's like talking about how the trail is the birth canal and you're like emerging this new person and it, it, it's cool and you see it you <laughs> see it happen when taylor goes through the like through all of that like you can see her go in weak and come out strong which i think is like it's what you see i mean like look at movies like um texas chainsaw massacre or um for, uh, Halloween, you know, with Jamie Lee Curtis, they're the victims, but they come out on top. Come they on start, top. They're the survivors, yep. and and uh, she definitely survived. I like the song at the end in the credits. Hey, Rich, did you guess the twist of this movie? No, this one I did not. <laughs> oh <guess>. shit, <laughs> we got <gotcha>. you. <laughs> this one I did not. I did. I did guess that if I watched the credits, he was gonna sit back up and he wasn't actually yeah. dead. I'm, I'm curious to see. I mean, they haven't done anything with the franchise since then, but they. I know that they're working on something. I think it's called Before the Mask. So I'm. I'm uh, wondering, I fucking hope so. I'm wondering if it's going to be like a prequel, like um, when he was in Vegas, like what happened then. That the, would be pretty cool to the see. The man who played Leslie Vernon is now a producer on Storage Wars. Yeah, <laughs> that's like the only other thing he does. He produces the show Storage Wars. So. <laughs> He, he switched careers. I'm I'm interested in seeing if they do make a second one or like a prequel, as you said, if like Robert England will return to play his character. What about Herschel? I wonder if Herschel's going to come back. Scott Wilson, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was another thing too. Um, Eugene's character—it's not said anywhere in the movie, but he's supposed to be like an older version of Billy from Black Christmas. Well, see, so. I wonder if we looked into that because his wife. Was one of, was one of the people that he was after initially, but she was a survivor girl. Mm-hmm. That's what because she had said she's like, oh, but I ran fast and I caught you, and he's like, oh, you sure did, you yeah. know. So it was like, I wonder if like we did some research on that if we if she was a Con- supposed to be connected. Yeah. yeah, that would be interesting. But um, the this movie definitely, if you haven't seen it, which I'm sure a lot of people haven't, I'm sure a lot of people have. But if you haven't seen it, this is definitely, like, you have to check it out. It's really cool. It's really interesting. And there's some funny, funny aspects to it. <laughs> I love how he's like, the Survivor Girl isn't... I wouldn't expect the Survivor Girl to be bouncing around on a dude's Johnson like a pogo stick or some yeah. shit like that. <laughs> My favorite part was when they dug up um, Eugene out of the... What is the um? What the fuck are they called? Chamber. Yeah, like yeah. the, the sensory uh, deprivation the, tank. Yes, exactly. Thank you, yeah. Rich. When they dig him up from that, and he's like, he's like, is it Tuesday? And he's like, Tuesday. No, it's Thursday. And he's Thursday. like, he's been down for three days. <laughs> and they just pull him up like it's nothing. No. Like, all right. They like walk out to the woods so nonchalant too, and just start digging him up. And everybody's like, what the fuck are you doing? He's I love like, that. Like you, you really get the sense of. Wesley Vernon's character right off the bat too like when he's telling the story of like oh they say if you listen closely you can still hear the sound of my mother swinging and it's like silent for a long time he's like no I'm just kidding (laughs) well see that that was one thing that kind of tipped me off because he seemed like a very weird character in the beginning of the movie and when he threw in the Ahab with like Robert England like chasing him and like being so serious about it 
I kind of was like, this is weird. This guy seems kind of like, you know, almost like cartoonish about him being like a murderer and like that it was kind of like a joke. But then there's somebody who's like chasing after him who's like really fucking serious about catching him. Yeah. So that kind of tipped me off that like maybe he is actually a real killer. Like, you know, who knows what he actually did before that. They don't really go into like, you know, what he did. Yeah, which is why I'm I'm kind of curious to see if they do a prequel with the next one because I would I'm sure that they've released some sort of information on it. I just haven't looked into it enough to <clears throat> to know. His character was so fun though, mm-hmm. and like I really felt bad when he got, when he got apple pressed. The cider I kind press. of yeah, I kind of wanted him and Taylor to end up together at the end. Like I was like, come on, just like Herschel and his wife would be perfect. Well, I love I love when like before she crushes his head and he's like, I knew you were the one, and then she like yeah, like he was happy about it. He, yeah. he was pleased. Like that was. Well, he was saying that 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 would be the ultimate way for that, like yeah. that's the whole purpose. Yeah, which but, is inter- uh, it's, it's, an, it's an interesting thing because if you do think about it, like yeah, all of these people who are like the final girls of horror, they do come out as these like they go from the, being these kind of like nobodies to like this fucking badass person at the end. So it is kind mm-hmm. of cool to to look at it from that perspective, to where he his whole mission was to create this like better person. I think a scene that was important was right before he started, or I think it was like after he did the killed the first two people, and she like they freaked out and they're like we gotta go, and he's like talking to Taylor and he's pretty much tells her like my job is to weigh out, like to weigh out the good to make it matter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like people like me are here for a reason, and it's to make the good people matter because if you don't have bad what's the point it, of having yeah, good, it doesn't you know? weigh anything yeah and he was like so proud of himself too like i love the scene where he's putting like the uh like the gel on his face to like stop the cuts from happening mm-hmm. and like talking about how it was fire retardant and mm-hmm. like he put a lot of thought into planning this out oh my like God, we already he, said when he got every shot step too. of the yeah. When he got shot too, he's like, she's like, are, are you? Does it hurt? Are you okay? He's like, yeah, I was wearing a vest. It's fine. <laughs> I, I like when he's planning the uh, the news article at the library because it is. It's always so convenient in horror movies that they like find this article that yeah, explains like that everything. So that. he's just like, oh, I planted this article, and he's just like all excited about it. And then he like pulls the book off the shelf. He's like, Paradise Lost, found it, and puts it back <laughs> on the shelf. <laughs> but yeah, no. and, and it was it was cool where like even the camera crew was in awe because they're like, I can't believe that fucking worked. Yeah. Well, it, I think I think it was cool too because uh, when he chases the camera guy at the end and he catches him and the camera guy's like, oh, come on, man, it's me. Like, we're in this together. What are you doing? And yeah. then he kills him. Like, it shows like, no, this was the plan the whole time. I think yeah. that's when it really becomes certain that you're like, oh, yeah, the, yeah this is definitely part of the plan. <laughs> you don't care about these people. You're just really good at faking it because you're a psychopath. I got it. Let's rate these movie, this movie, these movies, this movie, this All one, right. only this one, <laughs> just this one. Rich, what you got? Uh, eight point seven. Woo! Nice. Coming in with the high numbers, Erica. I'm gonna give this one a eight. I'm gonna give it an eight point five. Nine point four. Damn. <laughs> I fucking love Ooh. this movie. It, it's such a unique movie. Like I've never. It's almost similar to, like, Scream. And there was another movie. I can't think of the name of it right now. It's really fucked up, but it was, like, a French movie. And it was kind of a similar story where these this documentary crew was filming this, uh, this killer. And he basically... Dog Eat Dog, I think it was called. Um, he basically, con- like, convinces them, like, 
psychologically fucks with them to the point where they're like helping him carry out the murders so it's kind of similar to that but i just love how it like takes the slasher genre and kind of breaks the fourth wall like this is what happens on the other side of it this yeah is behind the so scenes. yeah i definitely would give it 9.4 and that gives it an average of an 8.7 that's fair <laughs> <laughs> erica's catchphrase all right, and then the. Oh, I guess I, I guess I hit the nail right on the head with that one, huh? Yeah. Eight point seven. <laughs> hey, Jim, give me a break. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll tone it down a little bit. You have the greatest hair, Tom, in the back. How are you doing, Jerry? They like me at work. Do you want to get a drink? There's a girl. I like her. Are you good with cats? No, the real question is, are cats good with me? Because they pretty much own us. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. Sometimes they talk to my pets. <laughs> and they sometimes talk to me, sometimes. I get that. You're out, your league. Shush. Yeah, shut up, cat. Do you ever hear her voices? Not really. Jerry. Hey, Fiona. In her eyes, you're a ridiculous peasant. Kill her, and you will discover what it feels like to be truly alive. <laughs> Don't run! <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Whiskers, he makes me do bad things. You totally stopped taking the pills, didn't you? Totally. The last film we're going to be talking about, which I'm super excited about, is The Voices. This movie was released on... Give me a second. It was released on... Blah, blah, blah. Fuck you, guys! It was released on February 6th in 2014. Damn, you broke down the exact fucking day that it was released. Um, it stars Ryan Reynolds as Jerry, Mr. Whiskers, Bosco, the deer, and Bunny Monkey. That's all we need to know. <laughs> That's it. The fucking um, deer. Okay, so Ryan Reynolds plays Jerry, who is a very, very nice, friendly guy on the surface. But he's crazy, and he talks to his pets and sock monkeys and deer. And they tell him to be a good boy. His dog does, and then his cat tells him that he should murder people. And for some reason, he listens to the fucking cat. The cat was, first off, the cat was British and very convincing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But um, he ends up liking these girls one at a time. He's not a whore. Fiona. He likes He likes Fiona. He starts out with Fiona. Uh, he, gets, he accidentally kills her, and from there, it kind of just gets worse. They, they wanted to cast voice actors to play, like, the dog, the cat. The deer, the deer and then bunny yeah. monkey. But Ryan Reynolds had come up with this th- idea. He's like, you know, these are supposed to be the voices in my head. So it would make sense that it would be my voice. So he, like, recorded himself doing these voices, and they decided to go with that, which I think was a good That's, choice. Yeah, I do yeah. too. Um, Bosco's voice, which is his dog, sounds exactly like the do- the voice I do for my dog when I talk to my dog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, if you turn up dead, <laughs> Lucy's the one who told me. No, I'm not to even come. I'm not even kidding. When I get home, I'll be like, Murph, are you good? And he'd be like, Yeah, good, mom. I was good. I'm like, Aw, good, Murph. Good Something's not right here. <laughs> <laughs> this is but, what happens when you don't have friends. No, this movie was actually, like, it surprised me because this was something that we just threw on one day and we're like, All right, it's, it's Ryan Reynolds. Let's yeah. check it out. And it was actually. Really good. I was surprised him, and that. I feel so sad for him. Like every time he hurts somebody, he's so upset. Like he's a good person. He's just crazy, you know. Like he doesn't really have control over what he's doing. Well, he would if he took his meds, but his meds make his house look trashy, and that sucks. I just love how everybody he kills. 
it's like it makes it look like an accident. Like with Fiona, like he just trips and like accidentally falls on her with the knife. And then um, the one girl who Anna Kendrick plays, I don't remember her Lisa. name. Lisa. Lisa. Uh, like he like pushes her and, and she, she like falls head, and hits yeah. her head. Yeah. Like it's and everything's like supposedly accidental, but then he has to like cut up their bodies and. Put their heads in the fridge. Yeah. He's organized with it. The it's, bodies were all it's stacked. It's really <laughs> funny because the whole movie is very bright and it's very pretty. She's telling yeah. you to do stuff. And then as this. soon as his meds wear or as soon as he takes his meds, it's very like his his house is really creepy. It's really scary. Um, and it's disgusting. And there's like dog poop everywhere. I would kill myself if I lived there. Well, Steer actually brought up some good points too. Like, um, I did? Yes. Like, she, like, after the movie, she was like, she had said, do you think that the company that he works for, their colors were actually all, like, pink? Or do you or think do that's you think just the way he saw it? And I didn't think about that. And then I was thinking about it more later on. And there's, like, certain scenes where, like, you kind of wonder, like, for example, when he goes back to Fiona's body and there's, like, flowers growing all around it. It's like, is that just how he's yeah. seeing it? Or I wish that they I did think that more. Oh. I wish they would do that more where they would clip in between like in and out of what he's seeing and what there actually is actually is, there so that you can kind of see because like especially with the um he decapitates the girls and puts his, their heads in his fridge and um when he sees them they're very beautiful and they're they talk to him still the girls are still talking to him and they want to be his friend or whatever but then when other people see them they're like corpses and they're dead and they're gross you know so um there's a lot of things that he his perception of it is very not right because he's not on his medication so he's seeing like weird crazy shit i love when he kidnaps his shrink i just want to <laughs> hug him oh my god yeah and he's like you that you just gave me 10 years of therapy in 10 seconds and i'm like oh, don't kill her though and then he tries to fucking kill her the moose too or the the deer whatever yeah. when put it me comes out of my misery window, he's like put me out of my misery <laughs> Just, well, that was, like, the really just, like, fucked up, knife. like, when he was a kid, that whole backstory with his mom also hearing the voices, and then he, and she's she like, please do him. it. Yeah, Yeah. so that, that was his whole mindset. Even when he first killed uh, the first girl, he's like, are you in pain? Like, you're suffering? And, like, you know, it was kind of like the scapegoat of him, like, not tarnishing his character because he was like chalking it up to well i'm doing a good thing by putting them out of their misery mm -hmm. and you know i love it when the dog is like you remember a couple days ago and i told you you would you were a good boy and then he's like i take it back <laughs> yeah i yeah I, I felt so bad for um jerry in this movie because he's just like he's so sick and there's, like, no coming back from the things he's done. He's very bad, but he he knows that it's bad, and it's, like, he tries to, to avoid taking responsibility for any of it, and it's just, like, oh, God. The cat is my well, favorite. My, my favorite part of this entire movie is the end scene where they're all dancing in heaven with Jesus. I, I fucking hate that part. And they're, like, sing the song, Yeah, that the was song. I, I was, that. like, the, the, you could have left this Shut out. Shut up. Shut up. It was so funny. He's, like, hi, Jesus. <laughs> But it was a it was a good ending with him like finally taking responsibility when he decided not to leave the burning building to stay there. I like that he still went to heaven. Yeah, he, he wrote the forecast to heaven. Be maybe he didn't die. Induced hallucination. Yeah, maybe yeah. he didn't die. Maybe he's he's probably still alive, guys. 
know. I mean, mm. um, one thing that I noticed a lot with this movie was uh, the cinematography was really fucking great. Like, the yes. shots, like, the way it was filmed was so fucking nice. Like, it looked really good. The, the color was really nice, too. The colors, though, like, how, like, during his happy moments, it was so, like... Bright. His hat so looked fucking cool as hell. Clear, but it was, like... It was, it was like, seriously, like, almost two different styles of filming. You can see, like, the bad parts. Like, when you see what his house really looks like, it looks like it's shot completely different. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, grainy and dark. And it's, mm-hmm. like, when it's good, it's, like, very crisp and clear and bright. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that was really cool. I think of the movies we watched, <clears throat> this was the most comedic. Yeah. But I think as far as, like, filming, it was probably the best Filmed, made. yes. Yeah. Um, this movie makes me think of every... F- every decent person you know and then they invite you over and you go to their house and you're like ew <laughs> you know everybody there's that one person you know that just not does not keep their house clean and you're just like I don't want to come over I'm sorry <laughs> please stop inviting me <laughs> don't invite me over this was definitely uh, the darkest movie on the list you know it starts out so happy and he's trying to like be better and it has the comic relief of like the cat and the dog talking to him and like the more the movie goes on, the more you realize that it's just very dark. Yeah, I, I, it breaks my heart, honestly, watching it. Out, it's of, like, out of him and out of Leslie Vernon, who do you think, like, who who gives you the most heartache? Uh, definitely Jerry, Jerry, because yeah. Yeah. Leslie Vernon yeah. knows what he's doing and he's well aware of what he's doing, where, where Jerry doesn't want to hurt people, but he can't help himself. Yeah. I, I feel bad too because like he like every scene he looks like he's about to cry and they they bring that up too they're like oh your mom was crying a lot before she went but there's there are parts too that are really fucking dark when it shows the flashbacks of like his dad like beating them and shit yeah. it's just like holy shit dude when he got Monkey to heaven and he sees his dad though and he's like with he's like hey fucker like hey asshole or something <laughs> like that uh, it was it was it was a really cool movie and I I wouldn't necessarily. I wouldn't say it's horror by any means. I would say it's more like an indie comedy, <laughs> dark comedy. But there's definitely um, sparks of horror. I mean, like, it's... He saw people's bodies up. Slashery, <laughs> very slashery. But it's it's brighter and happier than a horror movie. And it's... But uh, this... You feel for the killer. Like, this this whole episode, I feel like you can find... The, except Patrick Bateman. He's just fucked. <laughs> but, like, Leslie Vernon and... And uh, Jerry, you can really find moments where you're like, I kind of like him. He's a nice guy. All right, Battle Royale. Okay. You got Patrick Bateman, Leslie Vernon, and Jerry. Patrick Bateman's going to win all day No, I doubt it because we don't think... No, I don't even think he actually killed anybody. Yeah, I think Leslie Vernon... Okay, the the dream aspect of Patrick Bateman then. I still think Leslie Vernon because he has his shit planned to a T. No, I'm going to say... I'm going to say... Say Jerry because I think he'd be a really good survivor girl. <laughs> he, he he was a virgin until like the end of that movie. So I'm gonna say Jerry would win. If you would overcome and he would be the survivor girl. If you're listening to this, hit us up and let us know who you think would win. Crazy Patrick Bateman. No. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. He get caught though. I guess that's not the question, though. Yeah, it's not. I think he would still win. Him and the nail gun. It was Patrick Bateman with the nail gun in the on the couch. Got it. Probably in the bathroom wearing a really bougie face mask. A bougie. <laughs> he, he's a bougie bitch. Anyway. 
All right, let's rate this movie. Rich, what you got? Uh, I'm going to have to say 8.3 on this one. I'm going to give it an 8.1. Sierra? 9.2. I think I'd give it a 7. <sighs> Rich, you just sounded so disappointed. <laughs> Dylan's here to fuck no, you it's just day. Yeah, harsh, uh, harsh critic for this movie. I, I, I just think with the way it was filmed alone, yeah. it deserves higher than seven. It, I, I like it a lot. It's probably one of the better movies we've covered, but it's not something that I could see myself watching a lot. A lot. Yeah. I could, I could watch Sir, it yeah. weekly. I love this fucking movie. I also love Ryan Reynolds, though. I mean, so it gives it an average of an eight point two. He's a babe. I'll it's just fair. rotate between this and Amityville. Forever. Yo, I want to cover the Amityville remake because Ryan Reynolds fucking kills it in that movie. He does. Hot. It's not because he's hot. Yeah. He just plays crazy well. I know you like his body. He really does play crazy well. And I do have to say about this movie, though, watching it, I would have never guessed it was circa 14 fucking Ryan Reynolds. He looks way younger. Yeah. He looks so sad. Yeah, but if you look at him, and then you look at him when he played Deadpool, which was, what, like, two two years later? Yeah. They look like they had aged quite a bit. Not in a bad way. I'm not saying Ryan Reynolds is, like, aged bad, because in 2015, he had a baby, so that's probably why he got old real quick. You're right, yeah. (laughs) So, hold on. So, Rich, what was your favorite of the three movies? Because I don't remember what you rated each one. Um, Behind the Mask was my favorite. Cool. The voice is over here. So, Behind the Mask wins Battle Royale because... Yeah, uh, right now, due to... Kyle, which one was your favorite? Kyle only watched one. One, man. It's the other two suck balls. You only watched one! <laughs> He's definitely still wearing though. Ryan Reynolds is not a horror guy except for fucking Amityville. Was... Kyle, bad. would you like to come give your rating? And the original was better. Right? What would you rate Behind the Mask? Out of ten. Well, I'm really horrible. I'd pick low ratings on anything because, I mean, you can't beat original movies. So. This is an original movie. I gotta movie. give it like a 6-2. 6.2. <laughs> wow. And that was my favorite movie. Wrecked. You and that beard go somewhere. Wrecked. We're gonna have to have him on on an episode. This movie. This movie he actually hits everything like a fucking two. Yeah, I was gonna say like. Every movie, Kyle's like, that movie was shit. And this movie, he was glued to the fucking TV. And at the end of it, he's like, that was really good. I was like, holy shit, we found something Kyle likes. Yeah, and he still gave it a sec. <laughs> if Master Chief was in it, it would have gotten a 10. I was really disappointed. What, are you talking about the the voices? No, behind that the mask. Was, he was glued to the TV? No, behind the uh, mask. Oh, behind the mask. He was fucking, we watched it last night, and he was like glued to the TV. And then it ended, and he's like, that was really good. <laughs> but... All right, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Uh, we want to thank you guys for listening. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Horror Haven Podcast and on the website at HorrorHavenMedia.com. Which hasn't been updated, but I'll start updating it very soon. <laughs> um, be sure to tune in next week. We're going to be covering Jacob's Ladder and The Void. And so stoked. I'm so fucking excited because I've been putting off watching The Void like specifically yes. so that it was like a, like like for this so that it was a surprise, I guess. I'm going to be watching it alone in a hotel. <laughs> You've seen it, right, Rich? Oh, yeah. You're the a couple only, times. You're the only one who's seen it out of us. So it, it, uh, it's, it's great. I'm, it's I'm it's really good. I don't know, like, what to expect from it because, like, watching the trailer, it, like, there's, like, cult so aspects. Fucking there's good. fucking, like, creature aspects. There, like, it's literally, like, everything, so. Yeah, think of, like, Event Horizon with more, like, Cronenberg aspect. I think I'm going to get off and, like, watch it right now. <laughs>
Alright. <laughs> Bye guys. Richard Bye. Thanks for coming back, dude. Yeah, happy to be back. Jesus. Hi, Jerry. Thanks for the love. Thank you for coming. Wouldn't miss it for the world. Are my pets gonna be okay? You betcha. Sing a happy song, sing a happy song. Why don't you sing along, sing a happy song. Get on up and dance, sing a happy song. Come on, clap your hands, sing a happy song. Music's good for your soul. It can bring